0: Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Susan on from iSims. we are talking Hi. about, hello, <laughs> and we we're talking about what we learned from Inspire 2021. And I'll get to, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what Inspire is, but uh, Susan, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce yourself and introduce iSIMS?
1: Sure thing. I'd love to, and thanks so much for, for having me, and thanks to everyone who's joining us today. Um, I'm Susan Vitale. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at iSIMS, the talent cloud company. Uh, we offer just a, an amazing talent cloud that helps employers all around the world attract, engage, hire, and advance the right talent for them to move their business forward. Um, I've been with the business for more than 16 years. Uh, really honored to be part of the ISOMS family after all this time, and uh, excited to talk with all of you today about what Inspire 2021 was all about.
0: So, Inspire. Um, let's just start with the basics. So, Inspire is your conference. It's it's a conference that you put together usually every year uh, when, when, we're, when we're not in a complete lockdown or something like that. Uh, but but you you. Put the, you put an event together, so uh, tell the audience just about what Inspire, what, what you're trying to achieve when, when you started to create Inspire.
1: Yeah, so we've had a lot of events over over my time here, certainly plenty in person in in years past on various levels, some, you know, small, some larger, Um, and then last year we introduced Inspire, which was our first ever global virtual conference, Um, and so it was held in November of 2020 for the first time ever, and then we brought it back again um, this year, and it's this incredible opportunity. I, I. Caution anyone who's been to virtual events or just thinks of virtual events as sort of webinars on steroids, that that is not what Inspire is. Uh, Last year we got paid just this amazing compliment from Google that said, I set the bar for virtual conferences because it's this incredible virtual experience that brings together this amazing community of of leaders and talent and technology all around the world to network and share best practices, talk about the challenges they're facing and really connect with one another, uh, as well as learn about where our product is going uh, and be entertained as well with some incredible um, uh, leaders in business, celebrity entertainers, and of course, experts within talent and technology.
0: So let's go through, first of all, great great uh, a explanation for, uh, for the audience. Now, what what were the highlights? So this was Inspire was the week before last?
1: It was, yes. November 16th and 17th yeah, was our global conference, although we had a, a European um, summit, an, an Inspire for Europe oh, in cool. October. Uh, so we... Uh, had one just for the European audience then. And then this was for, for the entire world. Anyone who wanted to join me, thousands of people joined literally from everywhere you can imagine. Uh, oh, okay. And it was November 16th and 17th.
0: So what were the highlights? If you were to just kind of uh, give the audience a brief, you know, highlight reel, what were some of the highlights of Inspire this last year?
1: It was fun. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> it was, you know, we have just the best people working on this. And I don't even just mean within my team. I mean, across the entire ISIMS, um, company, but even beyond that, our, our community of partners and customers who get involved and share their stories. Uh, we had awards, uh, and we had some amazing um, celebrities join us as well. Who, I think, oftentimes we hear like, "Well, why would you have celebrities at this? Why not just talk about people in, in talent?" And of course, we we need those best practices, but. A lot of these celebrities like Dan Levy, who of course many people know from Schitt's Creek, Allison Felix, uh, just an amazing Olympian um, and and human, um, Seku Andrews, they were able to connect their stories and experiences in such a relatable way to what we do as leaders in talent, in technology and business, and and frankly just good members of our community. So amazing, um, amazing sessions from Seku Andrews in particular, if you all haven't heard him, Please check it out on demand because um, he was magnificent. I don't, I don't use that word lightly or often, but he was incredible. Um, Dan Levy was just a, an awesome person to get to know and hear about not just Schitt's Creek, but how he approached teamwork, how he approached inspiring his team over years, how he gives people the space they need to be successful while also driving them toward an outcome that he has in mind. Alison Felix, who beyond just being an incredible athlete, has really um, done amazing things for for women, for mothers everywhere, uh, and it was just really inspirational. Jason Dorsey, who knows everything about every generation and is hilarious and has more energy than anyone I've met in my life, um, and then we had amazing customer stories from leaders at brands like Hilton and FedEx Express, um, IBM, uh, Accenture gave us a, a great. Um, a great story with uh, Steve Lucas, our CEO talking about diversity and inclusion. This was Blair Taylor from Accenture. So just incredible people who we learned a lot from and were extremely um, inspiring.
0: All right, so it's like picking your favorite child, which of <laughs> course you should never do. what uh, were if you if you if if folks are going to miss the event live and they're gonna go to the on demand, you're like, okay, you yeah. you you can only watch three things. that's fine. Yeah. Got it. What are the
1: three things? Oh man, um, I wasn't ready for that one. Sefu Andrews has to be on that list. Okay. Uh, he was unbelievable, um, unbelievable, such a fresh perspective, um, just amazing. Um, I can't pick our performers because they're not available on demand, but we had Amos Lee and Brittany Spencer who were absolutely dynamite and were amazing. Um, I would say we had a, a really great panel discussion on using, Employee-generated content, uh, specifically video, um, across the talent lifecycle to engage employees and candidates, and that included um, conversations with leaders from Spectrum, IBM, and Hilton. So that's one I would not miss. Um, oh, these are these are tough. Um, and I actually, you know what? Um, Blair Taylor from Accenture was incredible. So there's a session with him um, speaking with Steve, who I would not want to miss either.
0: Love that. I love that, and I know that's tough. I mean, what? come on now. That's, that's it's, again, you gotta you gotta pick your favorite one. Um, obviously, you you also had some themes that emerged: uh mm-hmm. internal, ta- you know, talent mobility. You said user generated videos
1: yeah.
0: uh, and content, also wellness initiatives, etc. You know, themes that you think are going to kind of pull into twenty. You know, because of the timing of this. Uh, which is well timed because you're kind of looking back at 21 but you're also really looking ahead sure. now, a lot of folks are looking at and inspire and then getting inspired to think about what they're going to do in 2022 what do you what are you what are some of the other things that maybe i might have missed that are themes that you think are going to pull into 2022
1: yeah certainly i think um dei as you mentioned is is obviously important and should never feel like it's a theme just for a year. This has to be continuous. We need to constantly be doing um, work here. I think we were able to take a little bit of a different approach in some of what we shared around DEI that we should see next year as well. So we had Julie Sowash, who I know um, you know, talk yep. a bit about what she does with disability solutions and this concept, concept of intersectionality that I thought was so powerful that We often don't hear a lot about when it comes to DEI. So I saw this as an opportunity to look at a next level of our work around DEI in that we can't just talk about different groups and, and building more diverse and inclusive workforce. If we think about people or groups in a monolith, that if we think about, for example, veteran hiring programs without thinking about mental health benefits that we might offer to ensure that we're not just checking a box and, and hiring vets, but ensuring they feel really considered uh, at work, then we're missing something really important. So that was that was important for us to highlight. We also highlighted a great organization called SMASH. Um, and through the power of the community that was at Inspire, we were able to donate $10,000 to SMASH, this amazing nonprofit uh, that I highly recommend everyone check out, that does a, an incredible job of connecting underrepresented students in um, into stem programs within employers uh, just there's uh, there's a gentleman there dr. Brown who had such a compelling story um, on how much access and awareness and community can literally change the course of someone's life uh, and I thought that was so powerful really uh, so Dei but um, in a way that is, quality and fresh, if I may say that. Um, there's a lot of vaporware around that topic, unfortunately, and it was really yeah. important to me personally to ensure that we were highlighting good quality organizations that are doing really good work here. Uh, that was important.
0: Well, and it's kind of evolve, right? Like we've seen it, you and I've uh, seen it for many years evolve in different ways, and there's, there's no different. It's just got to keep evolving. We got to keep moving the ball. Um, right. So So I love that. Uh, yeah, you, it's you, actually
1: like this broader theme we, we actually talked about at Inspire, which is this concept of continuous talent transformation. And I think um, what you're saying around DEI, it fits in exactly there, that these can't just be, you know, for, for those who work in the world of software, familiar enough, you know, we think about waterfall versus agile, that you do these like big, big lifts and then it's over versus these um, these iterative sprints and the like. And I feel like that's where we need to be as as um, employers and talent leaders now um, around DEI, around overall talent transformation that we need to continuously be looking around us and, and the environment we're in to say, what needs to change now? And it's not always this big sigh of relief when something's over, because as soon as we're done, <laughs> we need to do it all over again. Um, and that was a big theme that I think we'll, we'll see next year for sure that we're
0: championing. So with, when you, with you, first of all, I love that you applied it to the uh, and inclusion, um, but continuous talent transformation is the way that you all kind of frame it up. You're, you're thinking on both sides, right? So the organization is thinking about how they continuously look at skills and, and, and maybe their gaps and train and, and teach, et cetera, or fill either internally or externally, but also from the employer candidate's perspective on how they continuously kind of invest in themselves and grow as well. So take us into kind of your, your vision or what you think Continuous talent transformation. What do you think that looks like for the next couple of years?
1: Well, I think a lot of this just needs to stop being so inward-facing. Right. We hear about these transformation projects within talent organizations that feel like they are taking place because of something the business is going through versus what the world around them is going through um, and the people around them are going through. And so this concept of continuous talent transformation is really ensuring that we all have our fingers on the pulse a bit more. And so unfortunately that might mean we can't plan something eight years out and work backwards all the time. It's a lot more real time, but a lot of that is also just better responding to what candidates and employees care about. It's not just about throwing money at a problem um I think Steve talked a little bit about this at Inspire even in his keynote that if it was just that everybody wanted more money we could all raise wages and and we never have a talent issue again but there's more (laughs) to that right and of course in some cases comp is getting out of control for some organizations to bear but there's a lot more to that that um that people wanna feel connected to the work. And, and Jason Dorsey did a great job of talking about this um, from a generational perspective too. But when we think about internal mobility, I think that's another piece of this around transformation in that a lot of what we heard at Inspire is that employees just wanna make sure you're having a conversation with them and if they're being considered for some of these different opportunities and that alone makes them feel more committed. I'm not saying go through this fake process by any stretch, please. but that work and that continuous conversation engagement is really important here. And it can't just be go to this glorified internal job board and apply for a job and then go through a black hole, you know, process like we did externally for people 15 years ago. It needs to be more than that. What are we doing conti- to continuously engage those candidates through texts or chatbots? Um, letting them know about new skills and opportunities that might not be just full-time roles, could just be project-based. Um, that is critically important um, in the, in this new era of talent transformation that is continuous. I
0: love it. I love it. You, you mentioned awards uh, and we, and we kind of get on some other really cool stuff, but I want to go back to that. If you, if you don't mind, oh. when you put awards together, y'all get to kind of see, you're on the front lines of seeing all kinds of cool stuff uh, and innovations that are coming from, from your customers. Uh, and so, you know, you got just a wonderful vantage point and Vista in which to look at, it, at innovation. Can you, whether or not they're named or not, but just some of the stories of, of where some of your folks uh, or your customers are innovating and how they're innovating.
1: Yeah. It was, it's such a fun part of what we do. Um, and it's fascinating too. I think it's, There were a couple of areas in particular that I thought were really special to learn more about. Um, Ascension Health is a great example as we think about um, internal mobility. They're on the forefront of such a challenging um, uh, area in that they have this critical need to hire and retain nurses. I mean, now more than ever, uh, how important we all know that that, that that group is. And if we have, unfortunately, a leaky bucket of nurses, obviously that is truly life and life and death. So Ascension did a really interesting thing where they really looked at the data to say, what do we need to do to help here? And how do we stretch what we're doing for our nursing population to ensure they they stay with Ascension and they grow their careers? And so they did some really cool things with, with ISIMS and and without ISIMS, um, to focus on internal mobility for nurses. Um, And so they're seeing really interesting cross-pollination where they're even saying, hey, our nurses are understandably very burned out. So in some cases, they're moving nurses to nurse recruiter roles um, and things like that where it's connected, but it's not just, you know, being a nurse in a different wing, it's truly mobility and and changing things out. Um, And they were able to use data in a really interesting way to know that, for example, I'll probably butcher these stats, so I apologize, but, if you talk with uh, an internal candidate and they don't get the job within 90 days, they leave the business, something, something to that effect. So they were getting really smart about this and knew how to acutely address the issue. I thought that was super interesting. And so we, we recognized them for that. Um, Jim from Celanese, who does incredible things, was recognized for some of the work he's done with um, historically excluded groups uh, and the work in DEI. And he's a, he's a pleasure to work with. Um, And we've already opened up nominations for next year. So for anyone who's interested, they can go to isems.com slash inspire and start getting involved uh, so we can recognize them as well.
0: I love that. So, okay. So a part of Inspire is also kind of a culmination of the year of of things that y'all have done and uh, announcements both, you know, of if people have missed them, but also announcements kind of going forward. So what were some of the things that y'all announced uh, at Inspire this year?
1: we were excited to make a lot of these announcements because as we see on one end, this concept of continuous talent transformation that employers need to need to embrace, on the other end, we see that so many of the technologies and processes, et cetera, that a lot of organizations are frankly stuck with are not going to get them there. And so we need to bridge the gap. So one area of that is we think about, again, this outside in perspective versus just going through transformation because of what is happening in a business, but instead looking outside of what's happening with candidates and employees in the world um, is new consumer grade experiences um, for for our technology and and our tools. So what can we do more in the flow of work? We know that everybody doesn't just wanna log into one system. So what are we doing through video, through mobile, through Teams? Uh, and in the future, other tools like Slack and and more to really live where everybody else is living. Um, So as we think about mobility, for example, if we were to plot out what the experience is like for an external candidate to be courted and get hired into a new organization versus what the experience looks like for them internally, they're vastly different. And so we were able to share uh, a lot more about our new internal um, opportunity marketplace. And what that means for employees who are candidates to get better alerts through text, some of the amazing tools we're rolling out for them through video, um, and really be consumer grade for that internal process and not feel like that is vastly different from what external candidates get um, elsewhere. There's also a lot that we shared around um, the dynamic candidate profile, something we first introduced last year. But um, we've been able to expand upon over the last year and and plan on further expanding on in 22, um, which includes new features that help mitigate unconscious bias um, and also better populate through third party tools and really be hydrated on a regular basis through both partner generated uh, integrated content as well as um, content that candidates or employees self populate. Um, that was great. And then a couple of great partnerships. We, we announced some of the work we'll be doing with Texio, um, as well as with Vizier for some, um, some enhanced talent analytics that I think will be really powerful. They just have an amazing technology and great product.
0: So as we look forward you know, you've got these, obviously, you know, for 2022, probably even in December as well, um, new research, new studies, kind of things that you uh, think that, you know, each year you do something different, which I, which I love about you as, as a marketer, you're always kind of changing things and doing, pushing yourself and pushing the company. What do you see in terms of ISMs, in turn, you know, from a research perspective? And then the second part is, you know, do you already, do you already have a date um, and some type of plan for Inspire 2022?
1: Well, I appreciate the kind words. I think um, it's important to talk about the, the research and, and some of the things outside of the core product, because there's so much more to what we need to be delivering as, as thought leaders and partners uh, in the industry than just product. And so we've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm sharing maybe specifics, but um, in the heart, it doesn't probably sound dramatically surprising, and that our latest data is showing that job openings are up 80% since the beginning of the year, but job application activity is only up 3%. So there's obviously this just massive gap that just feels like it's getting bigger by the day, and so we're we're, we're repeatedly sharing on a monthly basis what we're seeing in our data in terms of not just openings versus applications, but we're also taking a cut at it by industry. Um, we're taking cut at it by gender and more. And so there's some really rich information that we share for free um, on isems.com slash insights on a regular basis. And so we'll continue to share that um, as well as with a slant that takes a look at internal versus external, um, DEI and more. Um, we've even seen it by Um, region, which is super interesting of like, you know, somebody is in Idaho, where are they most likely to apply for jobs? Just cool stuff like that. And then in addition, we're hoping to not just share the insights, but better connect that with outcomes and tips and tricks. And we're doing that not just through ISIMs, but through this community. We've got thousands of these talent innovators. And so we're opening up the community um, for more partner generated content and also more video based content from our, from our super users um, to share how they're able to successfully, for example, pull off virtual career fairs or what they've seen um, work or not work and in internal mobility strategies. Uh, and they're delivering that through our own video studio tool. Um, and so we thought that was super cool and, and just a, a really fun way of seeing some authentic content come through the community. Um, and then in February, we'll release our 2022 workforce report, which looks at things for an entire year, in addition to the monthly activities that we share uh, uh, through isims.com slash insights.
0: And? Oh, an 20- entire 22.
1: You're right. Yeah, um, yeah so that's going to be virtual again. Um, I think we just have seen so much goodness from that. Um, it doesn't mean we won't have other events in person over the course of the year, but the big event will be virtual again. Um, final date to come, we'll share more uh, probably in Q1 of 2022. But looking forward to doing that virtually again. Um, see if we can beat ourselves. We try to, to raise the bar every year, making it harder and harder on ourselves. But I'm sure we'll we'll pull it off.
0: Well, that's 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 the best that's the best way because uh, the conferences that say stale um, or kind of rest on their laurels, then uh, you know, folks stop stop attending they stop, you know they stop scheduling it because you know it's like a, you know there's nothing new there and uh yeah, you all do-
1: fresh so yeah. if anyone has any suggestions on what to do what not to do what you wish virtual conferences <laughs> did uh, you know topics that you can't believe nobody's talking about feel free to send it to me directly i would love to hear it um you can send it to me um you know even just on on twitter or linkedin um I'd love to hear it. I'd like to see a bit more of this be crowdsourced and not just what we think everybody wants to hear.
0: (laughs) Well, y'all have a wonderful audience, so you can tap, you can tap uh, just your customers and partners alone. You've got a wonderful audience to tap for ideas. So They,
1: they did a great job helping us shape 2020 and 2021. We're super appreciative of that.
0: Very good. Well, listen, Susan, thank you as always. Thank you so much for the time. I know you're crazy busy. Uh, but I appreciate you taking time out and in explaining kind of what went on at Inspire 2021. And I look forward to 2022.
1: Thanks. I really appreciate it. For anyone who missed it, um, most of the sessions are available on demand on ICMS.com, Um, And we'd love for you to check it out on demand. It's free. Um, and thank you so much for the time. Hope to, to have all of you there uh, next year at Inspire 22.
0: Awesome. Listen, have a wonderful day. And thanks for everyone listening to Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time.